everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm good, Robbie. I uh, This episode, it gives me conflicting emotions because it has a lot of the hallmarks of what we like in episodes, um, but also a lot of the hallmarks of things we don't like in episodes. So rating it is going to be very difficult. No, nah, I'm not going to have any. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I had no trouble whatsoever. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. This okay. is not complicated. It's not. This is not some algebra equation I have to solve. This is like this. This this episode is like one plus one equals three. That's what it's trying to do. Um, That's fair. Hi guys, hello people. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson Show for only two dollars a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. Um uh if you subscribe at the five dollar level, you could listen to me opine about RAM before we started the show. I know you're missing out on that. Uh RAM quantities and NVMe versus SATA SSDs, you know the usual. Very stuff. important PC hardware stuff that makes me lose all coherence this week's episode let's stop talking about that this week's episode is a star is torn how many times are they going to go back to that well matt a star is born again a, a, a star is burns like they just well they've keep... already remade that movie what five times apparently it's really popular okay cool uh this episode gabf 13 originally aired may 8th 2005 written by carolyn omine directed by nancy cruz received a 5.2 rating with 10 million viewers the couch gag and the parody of the uh 60 sitcom get smart homer goes through futuristic doors and passageway reaches the phone booth Falls through the floor and lands on the couch with the rest of the family already there. Pretty sure we've seen this one this season so far. I remember a Get Smart opening, I'm pretty sure. I like it. I still like it. Get Smart was a good show, and that I like this opening. I mean... Get Smart was a great show. It's one of those ones I would like to revisit. Maybe for a bonus episode, once we get done with our homework retrospective, we can watch some Get Smart episodes. Because they've referenced it in The Simpsons a lot. So you want to do a second... You want to start another podcast that's just a Get Smart cast? No, I was just wanted to do that. You're going to edit episodes. that. You're going to edit and produce. Didn't say, didn't say any of those things, Robbie. Sorry, I hit my mic. This episode guest stars Fantasia Barino as Clarissa Wellington. She sings one song, and that is it. She sings one song. She sings it very well. Uh, she just, you know, she. She sings. She's a, she gets I, eliminated. Yeah, <laughs> no complaints about Fantasia as a singer. Maybe some complaints about her personal opinions i have no idea who she is so that's fine <laughs> she won american idol I'll keep it that way she won american idol one year back in the but long ago back in 2004 probably oh, okay how that's, about that and she has a she's a very successful singing career because she's a very good singer um hmm. yeah like i said this episode is is trying to it's a trick man i've said this before about other episodes this episode is trying to trick you it's a it's it's a, a ruse where it's trying to tell you over and over and over again, oh, this is an emotional, sweet, heartwarming episode. You remember those. It's one of those. I do. Yeah, well, it it is one of those episodes. No, 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 but no. But they twist. Okay, okay. It is one, but they twist it in a way that makes it not as enjoyable as the old ones could have been. I would say it fails. It fails at, at trying to be a heart. I, I, here's the thing, Matt. This episode, and like many episodes of season 16, and 15 for that matter, this episode is indistinguishable from The Simpsons parodying itself. 
back. I don't. This could be the Simpsons making a parody of one of their heartwarming episodes. I, I, and it feels exactly the same as as them trying to make. Because I think they're just trying to make a heartwarming episode. I think that is what they're genuinely trying to do. Unfortunately for them, it feels like they're making a parody of it, and it fails basically. I don't know if they were making a parody of this. It would be a pretty crappy parody. That's what I'm saying, Matt. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that they don't. They're trying. They make a parody, but they're not trying to make a parody. They're trying to make an actual episode. Um, it doesn't help that this episode begins with four minutes of nothing. Four minutes where we have Snake robbing the Quickie Mart. Oh yeah. The family shows up in the midst of the robbery, and Apu wants them to call for the police, but won't let Homer. Won't give Homer change for the. The payphone. payphone. That's what you call those things. It is a payphone. Pay payphone. I don't. They those they do exist. I think somewhere out in the world, just not very many of them. Right back when this episode came out, even then they were on the, the way out. Yeah, but Apu will give them the money, so they can't buy dinner. The family is going shot. Everything about this, like it feels like I'm watching like again parody. It feels like Tommy Wiseau wrote The Simpsons, where like why is the family together going to the Quickie Mart to buy dinner? Robbie, why do you ask these questions that have stupid or non-existent answers? I want you to say that, man. I just want you to say I don't know. <laughs> it makes no sense. That's not, like it's like it just. This is how an episode starts. The first thing we see is the family. Like, I know how, like, if Marge is shopping by herself for dinner, I got it. Cool. And maybe even shopping for dinner at the Quickie Mart. We've seen the Quickie Mart is more akin to a bodega than it is a true convenience store. So maybe it does sell, like, Kraft Mac and cheese and some milk and, uh, you know, sundries that you could make dinner with. Mm-hmm. Why is the family going together? Why is it daytime? If they're... What day is it? Is it a Saturday? Like, is that why Homer's not working? Or is it just Homer doesn't work anymore? Doesn't matter. None of this actually matters. These are the things I'm thinking about, though, Matt. Where I'm watching another Simpsons episode. I I find it interesting that you've thought about these things because none of that occurred to me at all. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Don't care. This this first part is stupid, and all of this (laughs) launched into the episode. (laughs) See, Matt, this is when my brain works, okay? This is a window, a portal into my mind. And the Simpsons of making it a worse place to live. So huh. Apu doesn't want them to call the police because he needs them to purchase chips before he'll give them change for the machine. So they don't call the police and they just leave the Queen Mart. They're just like, oh, okay, bye, Apu. And like he's getting robbed. Also, real quick, before you leave, I, I do want to point out we do know that calling 911 is free on payphones. It's the Simpsons just trying to have a lame joke. Yeah, I that's another thing. See, Matt, another like you just call 911. I think they don't care. Uh they don't charge you for that. It doesn't matter uh, because this is just a, a weird way into is another inciting incident to an inciting incident to an inciting incident. None of this matters. Uh, this has nothing to do with the plot because they instead Lisa tells like maybe we can buy. There's a farm stand that in the parking lot of the Quickie Mart. Right, because Quickie Mart obviously will never ever sell fresh vegetables. That's that's not how Quickie Mart works, I, but. It's just so like it's just like oh it's convenient for the plot so it's here, uh there's and it's and it's Cletus selling vegetables uh and and watermelons he has a quite a, a variety of 
of fresh. Yeah, not all of those produce. vegetables and fruits would be uh, in season at the same time. But hey, who cares? Uh, that is a minor. Also, we get some jokes about babies like being in a oh, sack, burlap sacks, and babies and in a sack, oh. and then thrown into a wheelbarrow. Oh, Bobby, I didn't even remember how they got to the singing competition in the first place, and you're making me remember, and that's making me sad. You need to stop. I mean, one, Matt, no. Uh, two. This is this is our this is what we do. This is what we do here on the Simpsons show. We we laboriously explore the inanity of season sixteen of the Simpsons. So they go to the best vegetable stand, and Lisa's like, "Well, we eat vegetables for dinner," and everyone's like, "Yeah, let's try it." And Marge makes a variety of vegetarian meals, and it seems like everyone likes them, or at least likes Which the, is the most unrealistic part of this episode. Yeah, I, are you are, are you calling are you, what are are you saying the vegetables taste bad, Matt? I'm saying that it is very difficult to prepare vegetables in a way that people who are used to meat and starches and whatnot will like them as an entire meal. I mean, potato is still a vegetable, right? I, I consider it a starch, but I think a lot of people consider it a vegetable. So you're right; it's worthwhile. I mean, I, I love potatoes. Don't get me; potatoes are great. So. The family eats these vegetables, and then, like, midway through the meal, they all get sick except for Lisa because they're just not used to eating vegetables. Okay. C- cool. Like... Yeah, I mean, maybe, I, I guess, fiber, Whatever. Possibly, I don't but, care. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... The realism is not here. Like, the, realism isn't a thing, Matt. Like, doesn't matter to me in this situation. It's literally, like, where are the jokes? I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say that for this entire episode. Where are jokes? There's just no jokes. Like that's the thing about like them feeling like they're trying to like they're like feels like a parody of a heartwarming episode. Like heartwarming episodes still are funny. Like I I still remember laughing at many heartwarming episodes of The Simpsons. There are no jokes. The jokes in this are literally like, oh, isn't it funny that Marge said crap because she feels sick? And I'm like, uh, it, it, isn't it funny that Marge uh, told Bart not to say crap and then said crap herself? And then they all get, they all get sick, and they it acts it, the, the show acts like they're like they're they're coming off like a, a like a heroin binge or something like they're like all in blankets and they're shivering and there is a good twenty second gag about Homer threatening to throw up or not. Yeah, yeah. that was that was that was bad. Okay, four minutes into this episode, four minutes have gone by, not even a cent of the plot, not even a, a not even the not even like a, a sighting there's not even we haven't even noticed it in the distance and then we finally get to a little bit of it because lisa sings them a lullaby all of them all the family members except for lisa are on the couch together and she sings them a lullaby and they all fall asleep and everyone's super happy about it I, I, i'm like it's just to get lisa to sing that's all you this all that's happening here is the the plot point we need to get to, Lisa sings. And this is the way they get there. Four minutes of like jokes about can't processing they can't process vegetables. Whatever. They sing. The family immediately back to eating fried chicken. I don't want Lisa like, doesn't seem upset about it at all. No. That's the other thing, Matt. Lisa is not Lisa in this episode. I don't know who this character is. This is no, not Lisa. she is she is a random uh wilting flower of an eight year old. Um but they're eating KFC again. Lisa doesn't care. Also, uh, it is Shakespeare's fried chicken. Thank you. Sorry, I apologize. Let let the record show. I am deeply sorry that I did. I called it KFC and not Shakespeare's fried chicken. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Um. Either way, 
I love fried chicken, and I also eat vegetables. Guess what? Eating vegetables does not make me sick, so I don't know what the, the I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I, is it? I like that's what I'm like. I'm guessing that's supposed to be like a joke. Like it's funny, but I'm just not. I don't know. Laughter again. It's not something that you can like force. It just happens. Um, they are watching television. Guess what, Matt? They could have started the episode with them watching television, and they sure could have, and just jumped into this plot because Krusty uh, starts to- is on TV and starts talking about his new show that is absolutely not American Idol. Hey, hey, kids! Do you have what it takes to be a singing sensation? A dynamite voice? Ruthless, pushy parents? A void in your self-esteem that can only be filled by applause? Oh, God, I know that void. Then you were born to enter Krusty's Little Star Maker Singing Competition. Unaffiliated with American Idol. We've never even heard of American Idol. The winner will be animated into an itchy and scratchy cartoon. So enter today, especially if you're a funny-looking kid who doesn't know he sucks. I'm a-coming, Krusty! Lisa, you should enter that contest. You've got a great voice. It made us all feel better. Thanks, Bart. That's really sweet. They immediately jump into Bart hitting Lisa the head with a chicken bone just to show that he's of not course. a nice person. Um, so Bart tells Lisa, you should enter that contest. And Lisa does. That's not... Why does why does Lisa enter this contest? Because she's Bart, the only one in the family who can sing. But, but like, I don't, I don't know what, like, this is again, just bait, like one one great. Like Lisa should have like a, she should go through an experience that tells her, Oh, I want, I really enjoy singing. I would, I, sh- I want to be the best. I want to, I, I need to go on this show. Not, I sang a lullaby once and it helped people who feel who felt sick. Like what is those are not the same. American Idol is not the same as like singing to your ill family. No. Okay. Just that is okay. So there is a long line of people camping out in front of where the contest is going to be. And we get a brief scene of Lisa like, Oh, I really want to be in the win the show. I'm like, why Lisa? Why are you Why doing you this? Care? Why do you care at all, Lisa? Like, you didn't care. You were a couple minutes ago, you just wanted the family to eat vegetables for dinner. Now we're all like, now your deep desire is to win American Idol. It's not called American Idol, but. But it's American Idol. I'm also, just, if it was a saxophone competition, maybe she would be invested and I would believe that. But singing? Why? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. So, if like winning the contest would get her a thing that she really wanted. Maybe then it maybe she or they need money for a thing. So winning would get her the money. Like all those are perfectly good reasons. So they're waiting in line. It comes to the day of the show. We get Krusty on stage introducing the contest, talking about it. All right, kids, let's do this quick. After this, I got to record 27 seasons of DVD commentaries. And I remember nothing. Today, we'll pick the lucky children who will get to compete on the air. I was going to be your celebrity judge. But then I realized I'd have to pay attention. So instead, we'll use the applause meter Huh? Huh? Now, let's get this over with! <laughs> Amen, Krusty. Let's get this over with. <laughs> and this is... So we get such a... Biz- Again, and also the pacing this episode is so bizarre, Matt. Um, because this is where we get Fantasia as Clarissa Wellington. Clarissa is a little girl, and... She sings a lullaby, and 
it sounds really good um because it's fantasia she has a very good singing voice and then we the we we cut the family going oh no that little girl's really good lisa and she's singing this song song same song you were gonna sing and then they cut a commercial at eight minutes and you're like this is what okay all right yeah, that's that's where we're going. Oh, it's going to get stupider, Robbie. Don't you worry. Oh, oh I when, love it. I love stupider. Uh, because when we come back, uh, we see that the crowd's reaction to Clarissa is nothing short of glowing. This contest is moot. A little star has been made. When she sings a C, it's a C. Unlike a certain glee club I've wasted my life on. Well, I may not know much, but I do know talent when my producers point it out to me. We have our first contestant, Carissa Wellington. There's no way I'm going to beat her. Why? Just because she sings like Whitney Houston brought to life? Don't lose hope, sweetie. I'm going to write you a song so great you can't lose. And that's not just the beer talking. Your father's in here, too. So, yes, now Homer's a songwriter. And incidentally drunk, but we can kind of uh, expect that. Uh, yes, Homer runs into a nearby piano store to write a song for Lisa, because that's something he can magically do. I, 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 what? <laughs> what, Robbie? <laughs> what, how? Like, it doesn't make, it's just, it, again, they just, like, one, they just, they just teleport Lisa into interest in this American Idol type show, like, why would Lisa care? They, oh, because she would cares because she would, and that, and it's like they don't give you a reason. They just, they just, she does because she is there, and now, oh, because the plot dictates it, and this is like, why? How is Homer a songwriter? How Homer? Can, I mean, he was part of the B Sharp, so at least there's some. That was an acapella, acapella group, barbershop quartet. Yeah, but they still wrote songs. They even wrote songs with a piano. I mean, there's a point in the episode where he's at a piano writing Baby on Board. So is they – so, Matt, okay. All right. So we get a scene in Homer's, Homer's Barbershop Quartet where Homer's at a piano writing Baby on Board. You're correct. That does happen. Do we get a scene in this episode where Homer's sitting at a piano and writes a song? No. We see Homer run into a store, hear a couple piano notes, and that's the end of it. Because, Robbie, there's just no time because we have to cut away – to Milhouse getting jeered by the crowd, and uh, I believe it's Lenny questioning his sexuality because, of course, it is. I'm here. I'm gonna. And, put, I'm. I'm gonna point out this one. Like you brought it up, Matt. Um, and then the, the, Lenny does. He makes a joke. He's like, he go calls Milhouse like, "Are you sure you're gay?" He calls him a gay or a girl or something. Something. Like and Carl goes, "Oh man, good job question making him que- like question his sexuality like that." questioning the sexuality of a child to high five and you lampshading your own jokes does not make them okay the simpsons especially when they're awful jokes about awful people well that's the thing they're like oh well because we pointed out how bad they are it's still okay to do no not like that you got to do better than that if you want to do some, if you want to do yeah, like because, a criticism you got to do more work sorry buddy yeah because all that does is say hey we wanted to make this joke but we realized a lot of people wouldn't like it so we're pointing it out that we know you wouldn't like it so therefore you have to like it all right and south park not, you gotta take take yeah. a break south park okay that's not even fair because south park is more elegant does it way more elegantly usually than oh for does. sure and i don't even like south park and it does a better job 
Uh, okay. So anyway, Homer comes back. Uh, he has magically written a new song for Lisa, and it is straight up pandering to the crowd. Here you go, honey. Sing this. How did you write a song so quickly? Much of the tune is plagiarized. Now go, go, go. I've been to Paris and London and Tokyo Town, but one crazy bird has them all beat hands down. Jacksonville? I'm talking Springfield. You can buy chimichangas, talking Springfield. The chicks are big as zongas. There's tires on fire. A guy named Apu and Skinner and Grandpa and Old Disco Stew. Did I forget to mention you? You? That's me! I'm talking Springfield, where nobody sucks. Except for Flanders. Ah, I get it, I get it, she's good! Looks like they love you, kid, and the audience is always right. Indeed, especially when you've just called them out by name in your song. Um, I would also like to point out that uh, at this point, uh, Lisa asks, hey, how, uh, that's so great. Or Homer says that, that they're going to get out of this terrible town. And Lisa says, I thought we just wrote a song about how great it is. He's like, oh, I wrote it about Shelbyville and changed the name. So apparently Shelbyville has a grandpa and a disco stew and, and all of that as well. I I assumed that he meant that he literally changed all the names. Right? He changed it to like there were he was calling out residents of Shelbyville. And then change oh. them to residents of Springfield. You know, you know, Matt, I don't necessarily want to constantly reference better episodes of Simpsons, but like <laughs> when <laughs> that's all I can think of when I listen to this song now a, a second time is remember when they had a song about Springfield being a hell of a town? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh that's a much, a much better song. I don't know. It's just, but like, it's just so easy to like. Oh, that's a much better song. That's literally the same thing. It is literally the same song. It's just like you know, a, they just wrote this one with a different cadence and everything. And you're just like, oh, it's just lazier. Um, and the other like the thing and like the more you think about this, man, it's just like this stuff falls apart. It's like Lisa, they they. Lisa gets into this contest. She gets through to the finals because in this situation, Krusty is using an applausometer to determine the finalists. When I have watched American Idol, I have seen even the early rounds of American Idol where you have all the judges just like, you know, the, the mo those famous clips of Simon Cowell making fun of some poor, some poor dummy who doesn't know that they're a bad singer. Like there's always a, there's judges, there's always judges and it's, they don't go up by applause meters because it doesn't make any sense. And they're just like, Oh, it's the only way we get Lisa in this contest. And we have Homer write songs for her. Okay. It just, again, because they, because the plot dictates it. It's just this whole episode plot dictates it. So it happens. Indeed. So uh, Lisa's obviously in the competition. Uh, Homer takes a special interest in her, uh, at least through February when the Pro Bowl happens, because... Can't, can't, Matt, I'm have. Uh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Why? Uh, I assume because Homer is uh, glory-seeking, and that's why, but that's the best I got. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, so Homer, uh, as the competition goes on, starts beating people up for Lisa. He becomes an overbearing stage parent who is more than willing to physically abuse and emotionally abuse anyone who gets in the way of what Lisa wants, uh, including a stage lighting guy. And eventually we see him choke out uh, Twiki voice team when he supposedly brings the wrong candy. Okay, I have a question, Matt, because this is I genuinely like all these questions. I know the answer. I just want to hear you kind of sigh. Um this question I do not know. Are is Homer being an overbearing parent good or bad? Good or bad in what way? In the context of this episode, like are we supposed to go no Homer's doing the right thing or are we supposed to go no Homer is being bad? Probably they leave it up to you. I mean at some at one point we see Lisa eventually tells him to get lost because of this behavior. So I think we're supposed to assume that it's bad but up until the point where Lisa says, "Oh, this is not okay" and leaves. There's no indication how she feels. I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit this later in Act Three because there's specific things happen that I'm it makes me question that. But okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we then get to see Lisa's other competition. Uh, this little boy named Cameron, who is apparently just so dreamy and adorable. Even Lenny is all into him, which makes the earlier gay remark uh, even more awful. Uh, at the next big competition, uh, Lisa sings a even somehow more manipulative song uh, in order to get the win over Clarissa. Don't worry, honey. The song I wrote you is so schmaltzy, it'll make Moon River sound like a farting orangutan. My kitty died on Christmas Eve. Daddy told me to be brave. But instead of singing carols, I was digging Snowball's grave. <laughs> oh, God, I miss Lisa's cat so much. So, yes, as we can see, uh, it's a very sad song, uh, but, you know, it's very awesome and very manipulative in order to get her more applause. Uh, how do they know that Snowball, how does Lenny know that Snowball's her cat? I assume we don't get to hear all of the song. Oh, I see. There's like more versus uh-huh. that terribly I mean, depressing. All of these songs are so short. They have to be okay. something added to them. Even the Springfield. Song. Have I, I? I give. I don't know, Matt. I just like this is. I, I've I've watched American Idol. I know. <laughs> just, not I know. a lot, even. I've just watched some, and like this is <laughs> not even. This is not even a proxy. Like, where are the judges? It's the applause meter, Robbie. It's only the applause meter. And is okay. All right. I just like we see kids get like thrown into a pit for losing, and you're like, like one Simon Cal has been on The Simpsons before. Uh huh. Why wouldn't you get like some celebrity guests to like be the judges and do like the full on American Idol thing? Like, why wouldn't you do that? That would be foolish, Robbie. That would take too much time. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't so, no, but Matt, what else is this episode doing? Like I don't there's absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. Let's get through the nothing so we can talk about it. <laughs> so it gets down to just Clarissa, Lisa, and Cameron. Uh Clarissa gets eliminated. Uh we get to hear her crying, but not singing again. So good waste of a guest star. Fantasia sings uh, literally sings a lullaby. That is it. No no speaking part. No, there's nope. nothing happens. No plot. She does she's not like it doesn't come down to her and Lisa. She is just there to sing a single song. And then it's gone. Okay. Bye. Yeah. So uh, she gets eliminated to the point where she is thrown into a pit underneath the stage that we'll later find out is never, ever actually, you know, cleaned out. Um, 
And we see Homer backstage. Uh, Marge tells Lisa that she was practically perfect. Homer tells her that's not true. There are lots of ways you can improve. This is where he strangles Squeaky Voice Teen with the red vines, uh, which is what she was supposed to get. Uh, and Lisa, having had enough of Homer's overbearing stage parenting, fires him, and we go to a commercial. So Homer is strangling the Squeaky Voice Teen with some candy. He gets fired. And... We go commercial 15 minutes and one second. And when we come back from commercial, it, how much time, like, it's so, like, I don't know what the pass. what is, what are they doing with the passage of time? Because we immediately jump to Homer and Lee, their family is in the car, I guess, driving home from the contest. We must assume because Homer's dressed the same. When is this? Like, we don't, we are given no clues about, like, how, how long has this contest been running? Like, we see all these other contestants. Are there... How's it long does it take? Does it take two months? Does it take a week? Like, I don't know. All, but I, well, here's what, something I do know, Matt, is that the, the, we get Homer and Lisa arguing in the car, and it makes me genuinely uncomfortable. Dad, I'm sorry you're hurt, but you left me no choice. You were obnoxious at a level not even permitted in show business. Do you know the hours I worked? The people I had to yell at. The tires I had to slash. No one asked you to yell and it's called smoothing! Bart, you wanna go to the video arcade? Hell, I'll even go shoe shopping. Hey! Come back! I'm coming down! We'll have family fun! Family fun! That noise at the end is the sound of the car doors closing and shutting, opening and shutting over and over again. I don't know. Um, because they jumped out and did not close them. Homer has lost his mind. Yes. And he's screaming this stuff. Lisa's an eight-year-old girl. Why am I... Like, what is happening, Matt? Um, I just I just can't... I can't... <laughs> it's just like, how am I supposed to ever... I can never empathize with Homer ever again. Because he's acting like a maniac. Do they not? Well, it's it's basically the the angry version of wacky Homer. This is this is not overzealous Homer trying to protect his daughter, or trying to do her, what's best for her in the interests of her or sobers. It's just crazy, and it's I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable seeing a father just scream at his eight year old his eight year old daughter. So then we cut back to home where everyone is eating dinner except for Homer. When is this again? I like they don't they don't do it like establishing the like oh everyone's home again and you're like but they Marge and Bart went to an arcade. How did they get home? Do we? No one cares. That's that's clear. Show doesn't care. So the the family's eating except for Homer. Homer's not there, even though Homer would have ostensibly gotten home first. Okay, family's eating. Homer comes in and introduces. His new client. Hey, everybody. I brought a guest. Someone who appreciates my in-your-face management style. Ha! <laughs> Smart move. Soon the whole world will be lining up to suck my nose after I make my new client a star. Hey, Simpson family. How can I touch your hearts tonight? Oh. You're working with Cameron now? His name isn't Cameron anymore. He's now Johnny Rainbow. Mr. Simpson, about that... I'm not Mr. Simpson. That ship has sailed. I'm Colonel Cool, 
And I'm the captain on this rocket to the stars. So are you a colonel or a captain? Neither, I'm both. I I cannot overstate how much I hate Homer in this episode, Matt. I cannot take him. Well, he's eminently hateable because he's just being stupid. And, like, again, reality. Does Cameron not have parents? Does he not currently have a manager? Do we not? Robbie, there's not enough time in this episode to answer these questions because we had to have four minutes at the beginning of randomness to get to the point where Lisa sings. I mean, even if you added, like, there's just so much waste in this episode. Matt. There's just crap that doesn't matter. Like, and stuff that's not funny that's added in. You're like, stuff that doesn't establish what, what the, like, we're supposed to believe this is American Idol, yet the show does not reckon, rec- like, it doesn't even, it's not even close to what American Idol is. So I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking. Um, everyone's just cool with Homer being a maniac. Like, why doesn't Marge say something at this point? It's a fantastic question because the episode would stop in its tracks if she did. Okay, good. The plot dictates it. So now we have Johnny Rainbow versus Lisa. It's down to them too somehow because of that song about cats, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. This is the thing I'm confused about. That's why I asked that question earlier, Matt. Because then we, from this point on, we are jumping, jumping to basically Lisa trying to prep for the final show, I guess. And she wants a... She's like practicing in something on stage uh, or at least practicing the presentation and the lighting guy won't give her what she wants. She just, she wants a specific kind of light. She wants like red light or a pink light or something very specific for the song she wants to sing. And the lighting guy's like, no, I can't do that. Sorry. And then Homer comes on stage with Cameron and Homer and tells the lighting guy, yeah, I want this, 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 and this. And the lighting guy, he doesn't immediately. And then we get, a brief bit where Homer like gives Lisa advice about how to sing there on stage. And are we supposed to believe that like, it's supposed to be like a resolution thing where he says, Oh, Homer still cares about Lisa. And Lisa still cares about Homer, but it rings hollow. Yeah. Cause Lisa gives some cookies earlier also. And Homer just eats them and then runs and leaves. He's like, Oh, I'm done with cookies. I don't feel good anymore. You're like, okay. Homer. Um, there's this this the moment where Lisa just doesn't get the lighting she wants and Homer immediately does for camera and you're like is this show trying to tell me that Homer needs to browbeat and abuse the production crew to get what he wants and that's good apparently because that's what it tells me it's like oh well Lisa's being soft and she needs to go like because she doesn't have a an adult man beating people up she's gonna lose because they won't give her the lighting she wants I'm like I don't is this how that works? I don't think it does. I don't think the show, I don't think American Idol would go, oh, you're a different contestant because your dad's not yelling at us. We're not going to do what you want. <sighs> okay. But like, again, Matt, I started this act at 15 minutes. They don't have time to do anything because we just jump from these scenes of Lisa giving Homer some cookies, Homer being a little bit nice to Lisa here at the end confusingly so because he was just mean to her there's no gradual warming there is no scenes of them missing each other it is just stark they hate each other and then suddenly oh no they uh, they miss each other and you're like well there has to be like scenes of longing you have to have build um lisa now has written a song matt lisa has written a song about how she is sad about her dad ladies and gentlemen to make. I didn't have my usual songwriter tonight, so I took a stab at writing my own song, something that expresses what's really in my heart. Bernie, 
if you please. I'm in the final two. I should be happy. But all I want to do is spend more time with my pappy. Now that you're gone, Dad, I miss you so much. And your threats against teamsters and techies and such. Your management style is like Attila the Hun. You were vicious, malicious, but you got the job done. I'm sorry I hurt you, but please don't be sad. You're no longer my coach, but you're always my dad. I'm getting flashbacks. Flashbacks to what, Rob? Make room for Lisa. I'm getting flashbacks to make room for Lisa. Where Homer is a jerk to a little girl, and then the little girl apologizes to him. Through song in this episode. And you're like, what? What? What Why is Lisa apologizing? Homer was a nutcase. She fired him. And now she says, I'm sorry, you you man-child. I'm so sorry that I was, like, I fired you for being a literal psychopath. What am I, like... Do they not see that, Matt? I mean, probably not. How can they not, though? Like, it. How does this behave? Like, are are we supposed to think like Lisa's an adult or something? Like, I, Lisa's a little girl. I don't even know why she's in this contest. <sighs> because people do terrible things to children in contests. I guess is what it's supposed to be. I don't, but I don't want though. I don't want that to. Ha- <laughs> I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't want that. Probably we often don't get what we want. That's not don't. That's not, no, Matt, the job here, the job of the Simpsons writers is to make me enjoy an episode. Literally, that is their job. Literally, that is what they're tasked to do is to create entertaining, entertaining fiction that's 20 minutes long and makes me enjoy it. I'll enjoy any of this. So Lisa's sad, writes this song, performs it. Everyone loves it. I don't know why. Because she misses her dad. Okay. Um. She goes off stage because she's. This is the finals. She's performed her her songs, and so now it's time for for Cameron to perform his. She goes off stage to Homer. Um, see, and we see that we see. I didn't pull Cameron's song because it made me upset. And Cameron sings a song about being like rich and getting like having privilege. Literally, that's what the song is about. And then we find out why. You sabotaged Cameron for me. Sure did. I'd do anything for you, honey. Especially if it's easy. Well, I think you're the sweetest dad in the whole world. I'll always be there. Not even death will stop me. (laughs) Now you're getting creepy. How about I love you, honey? Good. And this is all supposed to make it okay? Matt, can I ask why... Lisa's okay with Homer sabotaging this other little boy. You can ask, but I don't have an answer. I'm just, I'm just confused. I don't know what's going on. Like, who is this? Who are these people? Like, and here, Matt, the episode ends literally right here. After that clip, the episode ends. We get a scene of Homer over the end credits. We have a scene. 
I have to laugh or I would cry. We have a scene of Homer teaching Lisa jazz hands in the backyard. Because he was already, he was teaching uh, Cameron jazz hands earlier. So we have to have continuity. Here is where they choose to apply the continuity. Of course. We, we, this is where the episode ends. We don't see the results of the, the show that they're on. Yeah, we actually never find out who wins. That's true. I'm assuming Cameron loses and Lisa wins, but eh, we don't, it's not important. Wouldn't, but we don't get a scene. Okay, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Matt, did you just say the words, it's not important? I did, because so much of the episode is obviously not important. Did you, like, did you work on this episode? I, I just, like, it just ends with Lisa going, you know, Homer, because you're a sociopath for me, I love you. And I, you're, you're great. I'm just like, I, I, I like, I'm like, I'm like reeling from this. And then the episode's like, boom, it's over. I'm like, what about the show that this whole episode has been about? Has been about this crusty star maker show. Aside from the four minutes about being sick about vegetables. And they're, they're just like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Lisa would have, I mean, I assumed also that Lisa would have won this contest. What is she? She wins, and it talks about. Oh, she would have won being on the itchy and scratchy. She was going to be in an itchy and scratchy cartoon. We saw that earlier, like a very brief, uh, a dream sequence of Lisa being a vegetarian on an itchy and scratchy show and telling everyone to go invest in PETA of all companies, of all nonprofits. Uh, there's there's better. There's way better environmentalists. There's way groups. better amateurs. Way better. Find way, a local humane society. Meme society. Better yet, find an actual local Audubon uh, animal charity. Audubon society. They do great work. Fantastic. Um, they're not sensationalist monsters that just attack people for no reason. Um, whatever. Like we don't get her winning. It's just oh yeah, I love you, Dad. I'm like, why does she? Homer was literally nice to her for 20 seconds that is that is literally but the, he sabotaged her competition so she didn't win in an honorable way so it's all okay like i i just don't i don't know how you write this episode with like it having watched any of the simpsons and go oh this is how lisa would be okay with this no lisa would not be okay with this lisa has multiple times been in position to win by cheating and she has turned it down every single time she doesn't want to win by cheating. She wants to win honorably. That is all. That is like that is a a foundational aspect of Lisa's character. And when you get that wrong, on top of everything else with this episode, oh boy, oh boy, this episode is a mess, and I don't like it, Matt. I do not enjoy this episode. You're right, and I said when this episode began that it had some elements of a good episode, some elements of a bad episode. Obviously, the the bad elements outweigh the good ones uh, by a large large margin. But you know, we do what we can. I, I just, I like I all I see are the, the these gaping plot holes, this mischaracterization. There's like no jokes. Like there's no funny. Like I don't uh, like what's funny. I don't. Homer like, abusing people is a joke, Robbie. The Simpsons having to poop because of vegetables <laughs> is a joke. I mean, isn't that hilarious? They ate some vegetables, so you know, you know. You know how there's, you know, you know, vegetables that make you, they give you, uh-huh. they make you poop and they make you throw up because they're gross. You know how much I, I eat a lot, you know how much broccoli and how many greens, how much greens I eat in a week, man. I'm going to guess a lot. A lot. And guess what happens? I don't get sick. 
You know what happens in between those meals? Of, you know what happens in between those meals of broccoli and vegetables? I eat garbage. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Like, I don't know what this episode is. Like, I don't know if it's trying to say something that they just think. Maybe they do just think, oh, it's funny because they have to poop. <laughs> like, I think that might be as far as it goes. We'll rank this episode of the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, you got to ask me a question. Oh, sorry. Robbie, is this episode obviously broken? Obvious. Is it? Is it obviously broken? I don't know about obviously. It is broken regardless. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Uh. Uh. I just want to fire this. So, Robbie, I, I have some thoughts. Oh, ooh, okay. Hit me with them. Okay. So, we have this whole idea of Lisa entering a competition and Homer wanting to be her stage manager. Now, if we take that as our central conceit, first of all, it has to be a competition for something Lisa actually cares about. An academic decathlon or a jazz, uh, you know, uh, not presentation, a jazz uh, performance kind of thing. Any one of those would be fine. Singing is not one of those. Okay. And we know that Homer is generally a selfish person. So he has to has come up with some kind of motivation for why he would want to be involved. Maybe it's worth a lot of money and Homer is a greedy person. You know, that's not the best motivation, but hey, it's the bare minimum we're doing here in our little two minute segment. And then you add actual jokes. That's that's the part <laughs> they're going to struggle with the most, I think. But that's the important thing. And and you have to show more of the actual competition of Lisa's fortunes going up and down. And, and then, you know, obviously Homer can act kind of mean because he sees all the other stage moms doing that. And that's when he starts to act like them. And that or that's why he starts to act like them. And OK, great. Now we have a reason that Homer's a jerk and Lisa wants to split with him. And then you have to come up with a better reason for them to get together at the end rather than Homer sabotaging somebody else. But. And then they come together in the end, even after Lisa wins or loses, because it doesn't really matter. Easy peasy. Yes, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Matt. I, I, again, you have to have Homer, you can have Homer being a jerk, but have him doing it because he wants to protect Lisa. Maybe, maybe he sees, like you said, these other domineering parents. And they're taking advantage of Lisa because of her, you know, easygoing nature. Uh, which, you know, this could be one of those episodes where Lisa acts more like an eight-year-old girl than like a writer mouthpiece. And and like, oh, he's doing it to protect her. And then she re- and she maybe sees him, you know, there's some misunderstandings. She sees him being mean when he actually wasn't that mean. It was more just him, uh, you know, getting caught at the right wrong moment after someone did something into him. So he was being mean to them after, like he was, you know trying to defend himself and she doesn't see the aggressive act that starts it. There's lots of things you could do. And like, guys, like I, I, I have to say this again, Matt, the show, this episode literally it name drops American Idol. It's like, Oh, remember this is not American Idol. Not definitely not American Idol. And you're like, you're right. It, it's not American Idol. This is nothing like American Idol. If you're gonna try and be American Idol, make it like American Idol. You have judges and and stuff like that, and you have like Millhouse being like a dork, but you don't have the judges part. Like it makes no sense. All this stuff makes no sense. Cut out the stupid vegetable plot. Like, like why is ask like again? This feels like it had most second had two drafts. Maybe it's just so rushed. Think there's just scenes, no connective tissue. Not like. 
I I think that goes without saying. Like, oh yeah, we sh- you should have scenes that connect to each other. They should move from one to one. They should make sense next to each other. Not you can't just write scenes independently and then just put them in order and hope that they work. You just have to you have to tie them together. You have to have a semblance of like sense. You have to keep your audience abreast of like where the episode is at, at wherever at one point like just have someone explain the rules of what this or have a producer character that's like okay this is what this this is what this game show is someone like tell like because it wants to i think this episode wants to be like oh we're like american idol you've seen american idol we don't need to tell you the rules but then it's not like american idol at all and i'm like okay are all like I was going to also ask this, Matt. I get we I never did. American Idol was like famously like you called in your votes. The the the, right. the producers had final say, but you called in your votes to tell them who you thought was popular. But they don't do any of that. They don't do like, oh, it's like they don't are are we supposed to assume that this is just like American Idol? So the people are calling in yeah, votes. Yeah, I think them them saying oh, we've never heard of American Idol blah 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 is stupid because that invites comparisons to American Idol. And you're right, it's nothing like American Idol. So if they just took that 3 second bit out it would be better because we wouldn't be constantly comparing it to American Idol. I don't know what is I again. I I'm just lost this entire time, and that's like a thing you definitely don't want a viewer to be. You don't want them to be lost. You and like the schmaltzy ending just doesn't work because Homer's a nutcase the entire time. Make him likable. Like I don't know. Like that's how you fix it. You make Homer just not a, a not a nutcase. I don't like. Don't have him screen at his family. Like I, like I feel like that shouldn't need to be. Like, I, I shouldn't need to say that. This has been a very stressful week, and this episode has not helped me at all, Matt. Well, thankfully, we can now forget about it until we rank it. Uh, can't, not yet. Not quite there. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group is where I look through the nohomers.net forum, pull some reviews, look at people what people thought of the episode at the time. Uh, generally, they like it and we hate it. Uh, and this week is no exception, Matt, because they like it and we hate it. Okay, I'm I hate shocked. it. I don't shocked. know. I don't know if you hate it. I hate it. I definitely hate it. Okay, uh, seventy seventy uh, voters give us twenty one percent. Give a five out of five. Five out of five, Matt. Five out of five. Mm-hmm. Perfect score. Uh, thirty three percent, which is the majority. Four out of five, and then an additional twenty five percent give it a three out of five. But then a twelve and seven at two and one. Uh, first review, yes, Carolyn, the great money caper, oh mine. This episode was nothing like that. For one thing, actually had emotion, believable characterizations, and good humor. Like this one a lot. Really felt like a classic. Not a rehash of Lisa the Bee Queen in the least, but still a touching look at the tension between Homer and Lisa. Now this kind of episode has been done before. This one is one of the better ones. Five out of five. Well, yeah, you shouldn't ever compare this to Lisa the Bee Queen because that episode's good. I don't... Okay. It's just, I don't, I don't, I feel like I've lost touch with humanity when people, because th- there's literally nothing you in this. You lost touch with Simpsons fans who post on the internet. That's who you lost touch with. <laughs> there's literally nothing in that review that I agree with. Like, no, I can't even recognize it as, it, it feels like they wrote it from a different dimension. Uh, next, I thought the first act was a little weak, but it definitely got much better. I'm really glad they didn't overuse Fantasia, something I dreaded they'd do for a long time. It had a lot of hilarious quotes, ended on an emotional note, something not common these days. 4.5 out of 5. I liked it. I thought it was very funny, especially Lenny and Carl, who were great throughout the entire episode. 4 out of 5. Ugh. Sorry, Robbie. That was, that was 4 out of 5. Wild, but... It was great and funny, but felt a bit rehashed. They were great throughout the entire episode, Matt. When they made that joke about Milhouse being gay, I thought it was they just it was great. It was great. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Uh, final review. Oh, another attempt at a touching home release episode. The jokes were boring and most ran too long. However, the story idea in general wasn't bad. Two out of five. Robbie, how did we not come up with Lisa the Beauty Queen? Because it is almost exactly what this episode tried to be and failed. It really wasn't. It really I mean, isn't. It's Lisa like, in a competition and Homer trying to help her. It's Lisa in a competition, but it's really different. Like I, I think conceptually, because it's not that episode really isn't about Homer. Isn't really that important to the episode. I don't think if it doesn't like Homer is important, like to getting Lisa into that contest. But it feels like in Lisa the Beauty Queen, it becomes more about Lisa kind of coming to terms with the fact that of like uh the the power she has as the new beauty queen after uh amber amber Dem- dempsey uh gets struck by lightning they, they it, it feels more like because homer after after lisa goes into the contest homer doesn't matter as much in that episode it's more about lisa kind of learning a new self kind of thing lisa become learning a new identity you know and there's lots of lisa episodes like that a lot of characters all the most of most of the show is a lot of episodes with each of the family members learning a new identity. And that's what I think Lisa the Beauty Queen is. This is more Lisa versus Homer episode. Um, so I don't like like on the surface level, it feels like it seems like it would be the same because it's like, oh, Lisa in a contest. Homer is there and he's he gets her in the contest because she doesn't want her to feel bad. But he doesn't get her into this because he doesn't want her to feel bad. I don't know why she's in this contest. I don't know why Homer's her manager. Like, they don't give us reasons. This stuff is just happening. Um, They liked this episode. We didn't. Bleh. Oh, Carl, it goes. You know what, Matt? Lenny and Carl were great, though, throughout the entire episode. Uh, Robbie, Robbie, don't, don't, don't think that. That's disgusting. Okay. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the list of question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our list of questions of the week this week is what is your favorite, favorite Apu episode? Lots of great answers. A lot of duplicates that I completely expected that. Um, Matt, what, Matt, what, 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 Matt, take it away. All right. From Alex, my favorite Apu episode is the all-time classic Homer and Apu. From the classic song, Who Needs the Wookiee Mart, to their journey to the first Wookiee Mart to ask three questions, all classics. Uh, from Matthew, I have to go with the two Mrs. Nahas Pima Petalons. It's very sick on me, but find some real heart. Uh, from Joshua, it's easily much of poo about nothing for me. As someone who has moved to the United States from another country, I relate to much of Apu's fears and worries and love for the idea of America all too well. Uh, from Lauren, I believe mine is much of poo about nothing. It's just satire at its best, and immigration is still a relevant topic today, so the jokes in the episode itself holds up. They revolve the episode around a character you already know, but add a depth to him, making it feel realistic and relatable. Plus, it's funny. Apu, executive, legislative, and judicial. Homer, no, no, and no. Uh, maybe we should start all over with the electrical college. Oh, fantastic! I, I love the electric electrical college. I think it should be abolished personally, though. Oh, uh, I got it. That's funny. From Andy, uh, Homer and Apu. The song alone makes this the best Apu episode. You also see a few different sides of Apu. It was from a time when you didn't cringe while watching the show. I mean, that's not wrong. Uh, from uh, I Benjamin, Matt, I, I like. I wouldn't describe it as a cringe. I would. I would describe it more as like a gut punch, an epic eye roll. Oh, a gut punch is also good. Like too, I yes, like yes. they are attacking me. Like I'm like being uh, attacked by a gang of ruffians. That's fair. That's like fair. one of them, like it's uh, Al Jean with a baseball bat, and like uh, Dan Castellaneta is there, and he has like chains wrapped around his fist, and they're like punching me. That sounds about right. Okay. 
All right. From Benjamin, I like the Jolly Bengali from 22 short films about Springfield, if that can count. Of course it does, Benjamin. Uh, it's very brief, but it's fun to see Hapu going completely against his beliefs as he parties like it's on sale for nineteen ninety nine. Uh, from Tim, I'll go with Homer and Apu. Throughout the series, generally speaking, he kind of reflects jerk Homer, so it's nice to have an episode for which I can feel empathy for him. Plus, there's the hysterical scenes from the Monster Mart, but it's fantastic. Here's the line to go to. Serious single men with places to go. <laughs> Uh, from Matt, I really enjoy Eight Mis- Misbehaving. The addition of children to the family shows the struggle that Apu and Manjula must face moving forward. Plus, the children are able to be used in later episodes, albeit at a small variance. I knew you had your hands full with the babies, so I baked you some banana bread. Oh, hallelujah, our problems are solved. We have banana bread. Hey, don't knock banana bread, Apu. I'm just saying. Banana bread fixes a lot of problems. Uh, from Derek, Much of Pooh About Nothing is one of those timeless episodes that tackles with the deafness and that unique brand of Simpsons humor. As an Apu episode, however, it's yet another showcase of what a rich character he is. As a satire of 90s America, the Denizens of Springfield are all stereotypes in a way, but the writers also somewhat paradoxically gave him real depth as well. Apu is probably the best example of a secondary character who developed well beyond the one-note indie convenience store clerk as we really follow him on quite a journey throughout the classic years. Much of Pooh is a standout for me, utilizing this character to screw real-world issues all the while uh, encircling the all the while enriching the world of the show. Uh, from Matt L. Columbia 88, Homer and Apu is one of my favorites. Apu thinking he's a hummingbird is one of my favorite random jokes ever. See, that's how you do random mm-hmm. jokes that are actually funny. <laughs> uh, from Matt Board ATX, I love much Apu about nothing, but I'm going with the, the two Mrs. Nahasapima Petalons because I enjoyed seeing Apu embrace his bachelorhood because I want to hear Matt pronounce Nahasapima Petalon. Oh, I'm good at that. Don't you worry. Uh, from Matt, yes, it's a roan. Or Aaron, not sure. Surprisingly, as it's from season 10, but I have to go with I'm with Cupid. The main plot with the jealous husbands and Mo was very tropey, but much funnier than it should have been. Apu and Case and Chocolate is one of the show's best psych gags, plus Elton John and a pet carry. <laughs> oh, Hazen the new guy, huh? Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, much Apu about nothing. Pretty much every Apu episode is problematic in some way, for obvious reasons, but I like the fact that this shows the hypocrisy on the subject of immigration. Like Apu knowing U.S. history better than bigots who feel they are the real Americans. Robbie, what is your opinion? Um, What is my opinion? Um, I have lots of them, I guess. Uh, first, I want to say before I answer, uh, it's good to point out about a poo. Yes, can be problematic, but this is the other thing that I think is always good to remember. Keep in mind when you're discussing any kind of art that has problematic elements is that a lot of art has problematic elements. It does not mean you have to throw out the art, uh, especially stuff that was made a long time ago, which. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're talking about mid, early, you know, season five, six, seven of The Simpsons. It was a long time ago at this point. It was 20 years ago almost. Um, you don't have to throw everything out. All you have to do is acknowledge the problematic elements and talk about them. There is a writer, podcaster, Austin Walker, uh, mostly known for his video game stuff. But he's also mentioned, he's often mentioned like, I find most stuff, uh, the most things I like have problematic stuff in it. It's it's just impossible to avoid in some cases because people are flawed and artists are flawed and they sometimes put stuff in their art that they don't realize is problematic or they, you know, they do it, it when they make it, it seems fine. And then culturally we have, uh, we have advanced in that in very time. So it does not mean that you have to erase a poo from history, even though that's what the Simpsons, uh, the Simpsons creators seemingly have done in season 32, where they're just like, we'll give Carl, let have a, 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 a black guy, give Carl his voice finally, but a poo's just, we're not going to hire an Indian man to give a poo his voice. We're just going to make sure a poo never shows up again, which is a, I don't know why they did that. Um, I'm going to answer 
for my answer, Matt, you asked me about three hours ago what my favorite Pooh episode is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go eight misbehaving simply because of the quote I had I just had the most beautiful dream where I died. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a very early uh, Zoomer humor right there. Yes, or millennial, depending on you know how you feel about it. Uh, I'm I'm not have to go with much of poo about nothing. I just really enjoy the screwing of the whole idea of immigration, and it really saddens me to see Apu gone from the show uh, because of the controversy around his was. Obviously, they made the right decision in that, but I really enjoyed Apu as a character. I, I mean, so. I, all I had to do is hire an Indian guy. There's Indian voice actors out there, Matt. Right? Like I don't, I don't know, it's not complicated. Like it's not the right decision is not the right. They did I here. They didn't make the right decision. Just hire an Indian guy like look okay i'm not saying you can't rewrite history simpsons i'm not asking you it's you just, you hired a black guy to, to do carl's voice and it's great i have no problem with it whatsoever just hire an indian guy there's indian voice actors why don't you well, yeah. oh it costs oh it would cost you something yeah hmm, i see maybe that's maybe you could have sprung for a one more voice actor maybe make the animation like one less cg out like scene throughout the Okay. Next week's question, Matt. What is your favorite Krusty episode? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. It's a, it's tricky. There's a lot of really good ones. Love Krusty. Krusty's a good character. He's such a It's such a weird concept when you really think about it. Well, yeah. A showbiz clown that's also incredibly famous. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it's fun. Um, next, so I'll post that. Let's see. Twitter. At SimpsonsShowPod. You can email SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And uh, let's see. I post on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Um, I post it publicly. If you want to answer the question, you don't have to support us. You don't want to. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard and try and stump the other. We have... Uh, Oh, wait, oh, oh, uh, 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 I didn't have the, the tally up, Matt. I am winning by a meager three points. Oof, that's Ooh. not good at all. I don't like that. Matt, I don't like that. I mean, that needs to be a way bigger number for me to feel comfortable. We'll see, Robbie. We'll see. Okay. Uh, give me an easy question. All right, your easy question for today. What is the name of Homer's bowling team in Team Homer? The Pin Pals. You are correct. In Lisa the Beauty Queen, Matt. Okay. Your easy question, Matt. What does Homer win in the Springfield Elementary School's raffle? I believe it was a ride on the Duff Blimp. That is true. And he trades it in for $250. That's right, which is the entry fee. He sells it. Well, I'm not going to say too much in case I uh, trample on one of your other questions. Your medium (laughs) question. What does Bart's t-shirt say that starts a riot at school? Oh, um... Starts a riot at the school. I, for, I forgot that that's the B plot of, of that episode. Um, hmm. I the problem is on all I'm thinking about is the that was it last was it still season sixteen or is it season fifteen where where Bart with the uh, the terrible Bruce Gladwell Bruce Gladwell and his dumb t shirts. Uh-huh. That's all I'm thinking about. So cursed. See, that's the problem with these new episodes, man. I think about them first. When you're asking me these trivia questions about, you know. I know. I know. Okay, good episodes. And I go, oh, all I remember is that bad one. It starts a riot at the school. Bart's wearing a t-shirt. I can think of this. I know I know this. 
it's something about homework, I think. But all I'm thinking about is those dang shirts with Goose Gladwell. Urgh! Um, hmm. Homework sucks. Mm, sorry, Robbie. It is down with homework. Down with homework. I I had that thought of like down with, but I, then I thought of, I was also thinking like up with people, which is the fake halftime show they had. Mm. When it, and I'm like, my brain's a mess. I think that answers like most of why the way I am. My brain's, <laughs> brain's just a mess. Your medium question, Matt. What songs does Lisa perform in the pageant? Uh, she starts off with America the Beautiful. And I had to look this up once. And it's the only reason I know it. But I believe it's called Proud Mary. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robbie. Because I had no idea. I mean, this is a jam. and You're well, not. I can't. Matt. I can't. I cannot. Re- really. You, Matt, I don't know the single title to anything. I cannot name it's the titles weird, right? to any song except for weird ass songs. And then yet and then I'm I'm asking you to sing a CCR or a Tina Turner song and you know that all of a sudden I cannot with this I cannot. I'm sorry, Robbie. It's it's random the songs I know. I I refuse. This is I'm quitting. You need to I cannot. All right, guys, this is our last <laughs> trivia. <laughs> What's my hard question? Your hard question, what year did Skinner get captured in Vietnam? All right, well, I know when Vietnam was, so I could guess a year from that. Uh-huh. Now, was it from the 60s or the 70s? When did Skinner get I'm going to guess it's the 60s, because that's the heaviest troop deployment. Um, 1969. Oh, you are so close. 1968. Ah! Man, I mean, there's always mean Mekong Delta. I don't, I don't know. Okay, your hard question, Matt. Which Nahasapima pedalon competes in the Springfield Beauty Pageant? It is. If you get this, I'm literally gonna destroy. My I computer. know, I know. It's so hard. I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm. You're gonna. The call is gonna drop because I'm gonna destroy my computer <laughs> if you get this right. Uh, this is the hardest. This not, might be it's not coming to me. I'm, I'm gonna say Nanjit. This might be the hardest question I've ever asked. Uh, I don't even know how to say her name correctly. Pahu, oh God, pa, Pahusacheta, Pahusacheta, something like that. I butchered it. I apologize yep. to every. I apologize not just to any Native Indian people. I I apologize to humanity for my inability <laughs> to speak. But that is who she is. Um, she sings. A, she sings a song. She does not win the Springfield Beauty pageant. Amber Dempsey. No, unfortunately, she does not. Amber Dempsey wins, and Lisa follows. Is a runner-up. You know, you notice in Lisa the Beauty pageant, we actually see who wins the contest, and it matters. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not that's not important, Robbie. It matters who wins. Like things happen because she wins or doesn't win. Like it changes Lisa's character. Oh my god, I cannot. Okay, now I have one point. I am literally up by a single point. We have five, four episodes, three episodes left. I don't know anymore. My brain, like I said. I'm just my my mind is a mess. It's full of it's full of it three episodes to go, Matt. So we had three episodes. We can do it, I, I we need can to do hold it. on. Will you stop with that. <laughs> I don't need your false your false motivation. All right, I can I can handle my own pep talks. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. I'd rather you be mean to me. I can I can take that better. I can understand that better. I'm not good at being mean, so you know that's not true. 
You ask I, I every week. You, try, every week you're mean to me, but you ask me these ridiculous questions. Oh, that's how it is. That's how. Yeah, you ask okay. me questions I don't know. You obviously, if you were nice, you'd ask questions only that I knew. Clearly. All right, you ready for everyone? Let's. Okay, who's ready? Let's. I'm ready. You know what? I'm ready, Matt, for our final segment. Segment we had every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode. Ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. Ugh. This episode's bad, Robbie. I don't know if you realize it's that. It's bad. It's bad. Um, It's a bad episode. It is bad. I'm looking down in the 300s, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I want to put it like right at Bart versus Lisa the third grade or the Bart of War. I don't know why, but it just feels right. It's me. higher than those. Those are those are those like you don't even have a semblance of plot. Uh, I mean, Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade kind of has a plot. Really, what's the plot of it? Uh, you tell Bart, me. Uh, they, they take a test. Bart gets kicked back to third grade. Lisa gets promoted to third grade. Turns out no, Bart is really good at the third grade, and Lisa is really good or is really bad at the third grade uh and they get into conflict over that they wander off from a field trip and they realize oh things are better with the status quo the problem is matt like the that first little bit you described takes up way uh, not very much time this episode and that episode and most of the episode is them wandering around after they get they lose from a, a field trip and it just makes that's true but think about this episode robbie what about it? Do I don't. I'm trying not to anymore. Like I literally am doing my best to not. Well, this is the last time you have to. Yeah. Okay. I I I, I don't know. The, the the thing that this episode is worse is worse than Bart vs. Lisa vs. Third Grade is that Homer is genuinely a monster, and it ma- it makes it very very that that's the like it's it's balancing like the plot makes yeah. a little bit more sense, but Homer is way more of a jerk. How do you what's the, how do we weigh that out? Um so maybe it is worse than Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade. <laughs> um there's the parent rap. Like people are jerking that. Pray anything, fat and the furriest. I don't think it's as bad as fat and the furriest. That's a stupid, stupid episode. There's a bear in it though. Uh, there is a bear. Uh I laughed that Homer has I'll to help. I laughed at the fat and the furriest, Matt. Fair. Because Homer's butt is hanging out from that bear outfit. I laughed at that. And you are a disgusting human being for giving in like that. I mean, that. that's fair. I, I mean, it's again, it's involuntary. You don't decide what you think is funny. Your body, you, your brain just does it. Um, I don't think it's... Future drama is really, really bad. Um, Ziffa came to dinner. Pretty bad. You think this is better than Fat and the Furious, really? I really didn't like that one. I just thought the whole bear thing was stupid. Homer, yeah, I mean, oh, Homer has a weird fear of bears, and now there's a, a weird guy who is in that stupid suit. I just ugh. There's vagina monologues, which is UK, England, yeah, London episode. It was incredibly dumb. It's very dumb. Um, Homer gets locked in the Tower of London because he mm-hmm. yells at the Queen. Um, Bard of War, which is the Bard of War. That's the one where they have the cavalry kids and the preteen braves. Oh no, God, that's a bad episode. Yeah. All these are. I, I'm losing track of all these. Um, hmm. You think this is better than Bard of War or worse? Uh, better. <laughs> that doesn't sound very definitive, man. It's not because they're all awful in their own ways. There is a nice milieu of like a, just like a, a sea of bad that we swim in. Um. Mm-hmm. There's a character named Cosine in the Calvary Kids, though, Matt. Um, you remember that? Yeah, I do. 
There's that feud. That's what happens to the Calvary kids. There's a feud. Um, I think I like that episode more. I think this episode is Fair worse enough. than Bard of War, but better than Regina Monologues. That's where I'm at. I think Bard of War is slightly better. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. None of these episodes are good, but... Ah, 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 oh. Is that okay? It's definitely not good. Yes, but yes. I am totally okay with that. Okay. Uh, a star is torn. A new number 307 on our list. Right uh, below the Bard of War, right above the Regina monologues. New number 116 on our post-Golden Years ranking. What, what esteemed company it keeps. We have one more question to answer, though, Matt, before we can move on. And that is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Obviously, shoot out of the cannon. There's no reason for it to be in there. We have Lisa the Beauty Queen. It's a much better episode. We also have Lisa the Vegetarian. Again, a much better episode. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no, has no redeeming value. We we are not a in we in the world is not enriched in any way by the existence of this episode. So, fire the cannon. Goodbye. It genuinely does make me feel better. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, we can move to the top of the list as we're going down, trying to make stuff uh, decide if everything what is a part of the cannon or not. Uh, and right now we are at last exit to Springfield. What a wonderful episode that is. So many memorable lines. So much it's joy. wonderful all around. Obviously, it should be in the canon. Now, I'm uh, going to give you a hint, Robbie. I'm going to probably say that over almost every episode for a very long time until we get into like the man, 200s. Man, 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 man. Just because it's maybe formality does not mean we don't. it doesn't, it doesn't require a moment of discussion. Also, I just like to remember the good times. Fair enough. Of last night, Springfield. Um, dental plainly singing its praises. We're, I think, we're a little bit lower on last night, Springfield compared to a lot of Simpsons fans. Most people have this true. much, it's... much higher. Does not mean we don't like them. So we think it's very, very good. Uh, I would watch it a million times in a row before I watched this episode ever again. So of course, it's part of the mm-hmm. canon. D- Lisa needs braces. Um, number one on the list is still Homer's enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. May never be topped as the worst episode. I can't. I mean, I don't. I can't wait for the day where we find an episode that's actually worse than Codependence Day. Mm-hmm. Our next episode, Matt, is a thank God it's Doomsday. Uh, okay. This is the ep- this is the episode where the rapture happens. Why, Robbie? I was living a perfectly happy existence, but no. I am. No. You know what? I've I've never seen this episode. Uh, so it sounds insane, but I'm down for that. You know, honestly, I want to, if you're going to just be a nut, like why on like this episode is like insane, but it's also very kind of boring with its insanity. Like it just, it uses the shortcuts of insanity just to like to jump between scenes and have jumbled mess of characterization. When you tell me there's a Simpsons episode where the rapture happens, like, all right, that's insane. Uh, that's more, yeah. way more exciting to me than, oh, they go on American Idol. So, let's see. Maybe it'll be good. Right? Maybe. God's in Maybe. it. God uh-huh. shows up, Matt. Uh-huh. All right. I'm just saying. God's in there. Um, We can. What do we do? What do we do at this point, Matt? I believe at this point we plug our pluggables and we get the heck out. 
Sounds like a good idea. You can go on our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Includes this, the best episode ever list. Includes links to our our Twitter, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, help out the show, help pay for hosting, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, show's ad free because of our patrons. Um, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com. Includes links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. There are six of them. The newest one is Splatterfest. It is a slasher whodunit mystery set at a horror film convention where the celebrity guests are being picked off one by one in ironic fashion. Great for fans of Scream and other murder mysteries. You can find it on Amazon. Read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. But uh, if you guys get this early enough, which I don't think you will, you should just go watch the Super Bowl because I will be working. there. You won't see me. Thank goodness. Unless something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. But, you know, appreciate my hard work. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, bud. Uh... Shh.